This podcast is brought to you by Anchor. Are you thinking about doing your own podcast, but you don't know how? Well, have you heard about Anchor? It's actually the platform that I'm hosting through this right now. And yes, it's free. Not only is it free, it's super easy to use. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so much more. It's really that easy. And guess what? You can actually make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's a big deal. So it's really everything you need in one place to make an amazing podcast. All you have to do is download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. In five, four, three, two, one. Welcome everybody to another episode of the Genius Brain What's up? podcast. We are with the OG cast today. And today's video is going to be another Patreon submitted help. Uh, we're not going to call it advice. We're just going to be called helping talking. Helping talking time. We'll call it genius suggestions is what we'll call oh, it. Oh, I like that. So smart. Genius suggestions, not advice. Legal shit. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I never give a- advice. I just tell people what I do. Yeah, these are just suggestions. And a lot of you guys have great, great uh, questions to ask. And looking at the likes and seeing what people want to hear about. Uh, and the only way you can ask is on Patreon. So make sure you join that. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Let's start with this one. This person's name is Tu King Yang. Oh, that's, that sounds like a really dope restaurant. Uh, <laughs> tu King Yang, huh? Either you're Korean or you are Hmong. I'm not sure. Uh, How to deal with people who you don't get along with but cannot get away from because they're a part of your family. Oh. So there's a lot more here. Y'all ever know somebody that you dislike so much that whenever that person opens their goddamn mouth, (laughs) (laughs) you just want to slap the shit off their face? Yep. Hurt them. Not kill them, yep. but punish them Jomalian style. <laughs> oh, you slap the mother living life out of that motherfucker. My heart is 99.99% love, but that 0.01% all goes to hate. And it's really hard for me to dislike someone, even just a little. I'm the kind of person who usually only has positive and rarely neutral feelings towards other people. I don't like holding grudges, nor do I hold many. But once someone gets on my bad side, ooh, I will never forgive them or give them any such respect. Anyways, let me rant to y'all. Ooh, I like this motherfucker. Thank you. I like these. I like it when you guys give us background a little yeah. bit because it helps us to you know better form our suggestions. I know someone who lives life easily. By that I mean by living off of people's money. <laughs> oh my god. House. Wow. <laughs> pays for nothing except internet and does not want to share the password, even though sounds, it's literally the one and only thing they pay for. Is this like a sibling? <laughs> sounds like it. Sounds, sounds, like, sounds like, like a loser. Sounds like they're talking about their brother or sister. <laughs> Watch, it's their dad. Is their oh, dad. my God. <laughs> That'd be fucking funny, dude. He goes by the name Father. Um, not only that, but... Oh, he goes by the name Father? No, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> oh. <laughs> not only that, but this person only ever thinks about his own damn self and does not give a fuck about other people. Treats everyone like shit, but expects everyone to give them respect in return. It really does not look Asian dad. I don't give a fuck what happened to them in the past, but you have no excuse for being this much of a mooching, low-life bottom feeder. <laughs> wow. Fucking pick a, pick a, pick a pessimist? Oh, pessimist ass, maybe pessimist. Uh, Pessimistic ass Picassimus That might be a word I don't ever fucking know So you might be That much smarter than me uh, But I'm just gonna assume It's pessimist uh, But how can you deal How can you quote unquote Deal with someone Who you know You don't get along with But will end up Seeing them anyways P.S. This person is my uncle 
Oh my god! I had a feeling it was a fucking sibling. And and wait, wait. So so uh, you you have a feeling they're Mong. Uh, probably Mong, just from the Yang. Uh, Yang. Yeah. Oh, Yang or Vang or yeah, yeah. Yang Vang. Here's the thing, man. What I've noticed though. Um. So okay, there's there's multiple ways to answer this question. So this is a really good fucking question. Yeah. But the first thing that pops into my mind is just in certain cultures, like having that family around all the fucking time yep. is so it's a part of it. Right. So like, I know like Hispanic, Latino, a lot of Asian cultures, like it, you just can't run from it. But I also think that's what keeps the culture down because mm. you can't abandon your family because I'm going to say some fucked up shit, but I believe in abandoning your family. Oh, I do too. Yeah. And, and, um, some people are like, nah, man, blood is thicker than water. You can't do that. They're your family. And I'm like, nope. Assholes are assholes and good people are good people. And regardless if they have my blood or my last name, I have no, if people give up on me and, and I keep working on them and they just cannot change, distance makes the heart grow fonder. <laughs> you know, I, I'll give a great example of that. Um, what, what do people think about deadbeat parents, right? Run like, from them, right? Fuck them. So does, does, you know, a lot of people might disagree with this, but because I came from your ball sack, does that mean that you are my parent or does that just mean my genetically you're just my dad? So yeah. those are two different things for me, yeah. right? From being a parent to an actual father or, or a mother, two completely different things. Mm-hmm. I am by blood related to you, but you depending on who raised me, who put time into me, who loved and cared for me, is they are my parents. Yeah. So it, it goes the same thing with family. And the hard part is, I think especially because I mean, you're Asian, it's hard to run away from family because I think the a positive and also sometimes it can be negative part of Asian culture is that family sometimes is everything. It is. It's yeah. like um, how you conduct yourself, how you uh, in the outside world directly affects your family because they're afraid of shame and what you bring to the family. Yeah, and, but they're too controlling, man. Yeah. They try to control your career, your love life, everything. It's a part of the culture, but I don't think it's beneficial. Yeah. Like I don't see the positive in that ever. Yeah. Um, well, I don't know. I'm going to take that back. But I think like here's the thing, man. You got to uh, – sometimes – this is a very precious point in people's lives in their twenties and their, in their, in their late teens or whatever, um, that you need to figure out who you are as a human being. And you can't do that when you're spending a lot of time pissed at people. Like how many hours are you fucking pissed at uncle Vang? You know, like <laughs> you, you, you walk into the living room and you see this stinky, depressed loser of a human being fucking blowing his money on beer and he's sitting there and, you're, and he's drinking and you're stewing because you're just watching him for three hours or you're maybe even arguing with Uncle Vang for three hours. You robbed yourself three hours that you could have been developing yourself. You could have been working out. You could have been fucking thinking about your next goals, something, but you decided to waste it on Uncle Vang. Also, too, maybe a good point because I, I I understand the frustration. I trust me, I'm right there with you. If I had to look at a piece of shit every fucking day, I'd probably lose my fucking mind, right? <laughs> but however, 
there the I guess if we are trying to give you something positive or something good to take away from this, you also have to understand what's within your control. Uh, from what I'm gathering too at this point, it's that you probably live in a household that is your parents and uncle uncle ding dong comes over (laughs) (laughs) or or he might live there he might live there and it's your parents choice to have him around yeah family is family and they they love him because he's family even though he's a fuck up uh you're not going to change your parents uh perception of their family member no matter what i fucking say that he molested the dog and get him kicked out (laughs) i'm an evil motherfucker dude I would fucking sabotage the relationship. I saw him fuck our chihuahua yep. and he would not let go. And he kept on saying, yo quiero taco butthole. <laughs> my, 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 um, one of my family members, this little sweet, sweetie pie, uh, she recorded a conversation mm-hmm. and caught someone and brought it out as evidence during a fight. And I was like, you sneaky little, little devil. And I'm like, I am proud of you. That's so fucking funny. You are a fucking, but you know what? You're fucking smart. And a lot of these kids in my family, they're fucking smart, dude. They'll catch you. They'll be like, that was an inconsistent thing. And I love that because, um, in my generation with our older generation, we weren't able to do that shit. We would catch our parents lying. We would catch their stupidity, their hypocrisy. We, we couldn't challenge them or else we get fucked up, right? Yeah. So when I see these kids do that, I'm like, good. You fucking do that. You catch these fucking idiots for what they did or you give them a challenge. And, um, you know, you, that's what you, you, you want to you wanna help them grow and become smarter, right? So in this boy situation, I would say for me personally – I wish that I moved out faster and and I was alone faster Mm. because um, you can't waste your time and your life worried about other people and how much they annoy you. Yeah. You need to fucking worry about what you're going to be doing in life, how much money you're going to be making, who you're going to be fucking, like all these things that are way more important than some fuck up family member. And you need to run away from your parents. If they're trying to control you all day and tell you what you should be when you grow up, when you should like all those things you need to get the fuck away from, you need to develop yourself as a human being. You need because they're not respecting you. And I I would ask too, is in terms of the source of your anger, I I understand that it's hard to look at somebody who's like that. But a, a good thing that I've learned to do is if somebody is a fuck up and they are incapable of change, yeah, why waste your time holding your breath waiting for that person to do better? Yeah. What's the fucking point? Yeah. You cannot you cannot I know people who will not change and I became better and I became more at peace because I understood that that person is a fucktard. And I go, "You're a fucking dumbass and I accept you for that." And so when you walk around and you uh you you run into a brick wall teeth first. I go. I expect that at a little Peter. Yeah, like, and it's only making you crazy to expect a different outcome because it's that's the definition of insanity is doing the same shit over and over again, expecting the same outcome. I mean, a, a different outcome. Yeah. Um. So like, if you cannot absolutely move out and be independent, um, and you have to stay with fucking Uncle Dumbass. Yeah. And he's mooching off your your parents or mooching off of everybody else. This is a great exercise for you to learn how to deal with someone who annoys you and change your perspective about them. And this is this is some next level shit. And a lot of people don't get to this uh, mental exercise until later on in life. But this is a good opportunity for you to try this out. So every time you hate somebody or every time you're annoyed of someone, 
It's the story you're telling yourself about him. Yeah. Right? So in this guy's story, Uncle Ding Dong is a moocher. <laughs> he, he's a low life. He doesn't contribute. So all this shit is shit talking. Now, this might be true, but if you tell yourself a different story about Uncle Shitface, you could be like, well, Uncle Shitface uh, fought in the fucking Vietnam War, and maybe he's just a little bit PTSD'd. So, um, and he doesn't know any better because he's only got a third grade education. And Uncle Ding Dong, you know, just went through a divorce. So he's a sad piece of shit. Yeah. Maybe Uncle Ding Dong, the reason why your parents are keeping him around is because maybe one day, back in the day, he, he rescued them out of something. And they felt like Uncle Ding Dong should be, you know, like saved. And Who so, knows? There's so many stories. You just don't know. But if you have a positive story that you could tell yourself, your perspective of Uncle Shitface will change. I think the hard part for people in those situations is like, am I make, just making excuses for somebody that doesn't deserve this type of uh, empathy and respect? True. But there's the other side where it's just, you're not really creating a story to cover up for them. No. You're really just doing something for your sanity. Yes, it's, it's for you. Yeah, it's yeah. really for you because, and trust me, I get it. Like, I, I got to keep saying I get it too because there are some people who I've had a conversation where, you know, every time they fucked up, it was like, hey, let me tell you why this happened. When I was a child, somebody licked my butthole. And, you know, after a while, like, it's I like, get shut it. shut up. But sometimes we don't give a fuck. Yeah, you're right. Once once we get burned so many times, yeah. I, I'm sorry that you went through that, but I don't have to stick around and get fucked over because you, because of something that happened in your personal life. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. that means I also have a choice to leave and get out. So in this situation, because it doesn't seem like you really do have an exit because this person is within your family. You also have to understand that the control is not on your part. That's also the family members who choose to keep them around. Yeah. So if you if you do what Joe says and you kind of create this reason for why this person is the dumbass. It really helps you deal with your personal emotions because what you'll find out and why this is such a great exercise, you will deal with this at your job, yep, your workplace, everywhere, your, your relationships with the person that you're going to spend the rest of your life with. This is such a good exercise. Yeah, it's a good skill to develop. But like I said, it, most people don't develop it until later on in their life. But that's what makes you a stronger person is when you can control someone annoying you. So like... For example, like what I'm, I mean, this is some next level shit, but when someone does annoy you too, it's because they're actually bringing out an insecurity in you. And this, this whole thing is really about you. It's not about this fuck face. Like there's things that unless he's like literally yelling in your face and he's fucking abusive and he's fucked up to you, you need to get the fuck out of there. If he's just his existence and the way he's like communicating is annoying that's all on you, buddy. Mm. Um, because when you do have forgiveness and when you do approach things like with love, I know it sounds pretty stupid, but when you do have that, like David says, you just accept the fucker for what he is. It's almost like a dumb dog. Like you yeah. love the dumb dog because you know that dog just can't do smarter shit. You know, yeah. there, there are people that I have worked with that I 
because, and I set myself up for failure because I had a- You have too much hope in people. That's the difference. That's my problem, man. (laughs) I expect everyone to be stupid. And you get so mad because you expect them to do better. Exactly. I I always expect these people to do better because I have a lot of hope in them. And I see this talent and I see this fucking potential. But that's my fault, right? Because who's to say that they had that besides the the narrative that I created in my head, right? And then when when they kind of- disappoint me in that sense i walk away i'm stopping around angry and joe is actually the one that was like yo what why do you why do you keep investing your emotions into people that you know are fucking fuck-ups i'm like oh that shit that that is right because it's almost like i'm mad at the dog for being a dog yeah right i'm at a dog for coming in the house holding his pee and then pissing all over the floor when you know the dog is just going to be a dog i'm mad for the dog licking my face i don't like it but that's a dog being a dog right so now i've approached these situations where i'm i'm dealing I'm dealing with these situations a lot better because I'm telling myself, I expect this out of this person. Yeah. And the fact that I expected more out of them is actually my personal responsibility that I'm not taking on. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, it comes from a good place, though, because you care about him so much and you're just sitting there watching this guy fucking dig his own grave, jump inside, and he's like trying to bury himself. And you're like, what are you doing, you fucking idiot? Mm-hmm. And... I mean, and then I've seen that multiple times happen in your life with your friends. And then I'm just like, because, you know, I think the only reason why I can see that is because I did that, too. Yeah. And and just just by sheer building a team and things like that, you know, you 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 want the best in people. But everyone has their own pace, their own limitations. Exactly. Their own. And um, people will surprise you, man. Like there'll be people that you think are complete losers. And one day something happens, they make the connections and they become a star player. And there'll be people who are star players and something happens and they just go the complete direct, like they self-sabotage and then they, they, they hide in the cave. This podcast is brought to you by Public Rec. Now think about your favorite pair of raggedy old sweats. You love how comfortable they are to lounge in, but how often can you wear them out of the house without people Googling and gogging at you like, hey, who's this trash bag just wearing sweats? Well, guess what? That's because you don't own the all-day, everyday pen from Public Rec, your new go-to style for comfort and versatility. I'm all about comfort and being stylish at the same time. I've worn these pants before, and people didn't know they were sweatpants, and I like that. I like being stylish enough where people are like, hey, those look dope, but people don't know that I have the flexibility of a gymnast at my whim. In these sweatpants. If I wanted to roundhouse kick somebody in the face, they would be surprised that I didn't tear these beautiful pants because they don't know they're sweatpants, baby, but they look like regular pants. That's the magic of public rec. That's the magic of me wearing these out. I'm an ambassador, son. When I walk around in these pants, people are like, ooh, what's 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 going on? What's with the flexibility? What's with this guy just looking like he's just in sweatpants and comfortable all the time? It's because of the all day, every day's pants. You guys just you just wouldn't know. And I like the fact that people don't know. But I also want to share this with everybody. So check it out. Right now, you can get an exclusive offer just for my listeners. Go to publicrec.com slash brain today and get 10% off your first pair of the all-day, everyday pants. Automatically applied at checkout. And always with free U.S. shipping and free returns. Don't sleep on this rare opportunity to get a discount. That's publicrec.com. That's R-E-C, spelled once again, R-E-C dot com slash brain for 10% off now.
Yeah, because it's like, have you ever had uh, tried to have an intellectual debate on Twitter with somebody who thinks that they're smart? Yeah, it is the most frustrating. <laughs> fuck, man, it's the most frustrating thing that I that I've used to step into all the time. Right? Yeah, it's like you are actually dumb, and they think you're dumb. Exactly. How do you convince a dumb person that they're dumb when they believe that they're the smartest person on earth? And how do you do that? Yeah, they they and they're probably talking to their dumbass friends, saying the same. And shit. And they get gassed the fuck up. That yeah. is what Twitter is. Twitter is 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 a is a place and a platform for not everybody's dumb. I, I think I like Twitter a lot just because I, I, it makes me laugh I a lot. I love Twitter. It's one of my favorite platforms ever because there's like hella hilarious jokes, and then there's like a fucking girl spreading her legs with fucking fingering her pussy, and then all of a sudden. <laughs> It's the most randomest fucking it's place. Crazy Twitter, Twitter man. Like you could, you could laugh there, you could cry there, you could look for wisdom, and you could jack off all <laughs> in the same place in a matter of five minutes. I kind of like it more than Instagram. Oh, for sure. Twitter is my yeah. favorite social media uh, outlet, a thousand percent. I think I post more on Instagram, but Twitter is like my guilty pleasure. I'm scrolling a lot through it. Yeah. I just don't interact as much. It's 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 a fun fucking place to be, man. Like yeah. I, I, I definitely enjoy Twitter a lot, just because. Um, I think people have to get really witty with their words and it requires more than just putting up an ass photo. Right? <laughs> yeah. So people who have Twitter fame, some of them are just fucking witty and smart. That's they true. Just, they just crack jokes 24 fucking seven. Like their meme accounts is actually clever thoughts versus like clever pictures. Yeah. Yeah. I, I used to, just to, to wrap it back around people, like I do know certain people that I have to be around sometimes that I can't stand, but I, I have to do it. Yeah. Uh, for example, when I go back to Sacramento and I kick it with a bunch of my friends, there's just one or two people who I could give a fuck less. About. Do they ro- do they still annoy you and shit? All the fucking time. Uh, they, it's like, they just say the dumbest fucking things. And I have to sit there and just be like, whatever. It's not worth it for me to, to cause a scene and, you know, just make fun of this person and trash them at a, at a holiday party. That's the hardest part is like when you can't roast them. Yeah. Because I think that's always been my thing. Like if someone annoys me, I can just like shut them down. Yeah. But then then I'm like, oh, well, that kind of makes me feel weird because then when you get that, they can't control that. Yeah. And then, you know, also too, it's just, you know, at a certain point, when do I start becoming an asshole? Because- True. I have a problem with like disliking somebody in, in like, and I, I just can't hide it very well, you know, but everybody else is very good at disliking somebody and hiding it. And, yeah. and, and my thing was, this is how I feel it is, you know, we're adults now. We're not yeah. in high school. If you don't like this person, you don't have to invite them over to the stuff. And you know, their response is like, well, we don't want their feelings to put, you don't like them. Yeah. Why do you care? Just, I guess not everybody's just built like that. They just like to keep everything, everything copacetic. I think that's why people aren't, they stay unsuccessful. Mm. I mean, like a lot of people, they care. See, here's the thing, man. Validation from others is a huge thing that humans need yeah. and want. Yeah. And, uh, I think that's the number one reason or uh, not the the only reason, but that's a big reason why a lot of people just cannot be successful. Yeah. Like you hear all these fucking Asian kids talking about how, oh, my parents don't like they don't accept my passion. So they don't even try to do what they want to do. Yeah. It's like because they need the validation first from their parents to pursue whatever. It's like it's your career. You, you shouldn't have to answer to nobody. You just fucking do it. Hey, man, my mom said it the best to me. She goes, at the end of the day, your choices are your choices. Yeah. When I die, you're left with your choices. That's it. And I'm, that's a very smart woman. Yeah. I mean, like, even think about, like, 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 females, right? Like, within their group, it's so important for that group to accept the boyfriend. Mm. 
Because I don't know any relationships that last where the girl group does not accept the boyfriend. Yeah. That that validation is so important. You know, like all this stuff is <laughs> all this stuff is so important. Like if you don't if you don't if you don't like what do you call it? If you're not capable of just being okay with your own thoughts and not being swayed by the opinions of others, like people won't get very far. Yeah. They'll just stay in their own group of friends. They're going to stay because then you'll be too scared to do something different and Mm -hmm. be rejected by your friends, be rejected by your family, and you'll just be stuck. And people say like, you know, poor people, they're going to pop out poor people. Middle class people are going to pop out middle class people because it's the it's the sphere of influence, right? Yeah. The, the people that you're around. And it sucks because going back to this guy's situation, like a lot of people are dealing with so much stupid, pointless shit that's filling up their mind that they're not really killing it in life. Because let's say like 80% of their thoughts are on stupid fucking shit like this. Yeah. And in the other 20s, probably on their dreams or something. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really like where you want to spend your energy, man. Like I'm, I'm starting to understand that more today. <laughs> Fucking funny that we're talking about this because um, my, you know, Abe. Yeah. Your so, managers. Yeah. So I, you know, his girlfriend too was talking about a story. Um, just like how, like in the past she had to deal with a, a few people and she, she gets like so revved up. When she talks about, <laughs> she's reliving it. Yeah. Like, oh shit. She, like I, I told her, I was like, bitch, you got fucking hate in your heart, dude. Yeah. Like, you get hyped up and revved up about just kind of ridiculous shit that shouldn't affect you. So she's not letting go shit. Yeah. And also mm. too, it's like within a conversation too, like sometimes when you have a disagreement with things, um, you have to really think about why is it really bothering you? Why? What, for what reason? And also the, the concept of picking and choosing your battles really comes into play when you become an adult, right? Yeah. So for example, she was talking about how back, um, I forgot who, who this person was, but whoever, she was talking about semantics, right? Where there was an argument about a def- definition of a word and that was causing a spark to, to, to fight about. It's like, does it really fucking matter? About well, she the- was trying to look for validation. Yeah. It's so like- it's another thing of humans needing validation. Yeah. So she, she probably wanted you to fucking agree. So she's like, I knew I was right. I knew it. Yeah. Fuck that bitch. But it's not That's that. not how you say fucking <laughs> yeah. tomato. Yeah. It's tomato, motherfucker. Yeah. You know? It's like the I'm right, you're wrong type of stuff. And, and-, and how many hours did she spend thinking about that shit? It's a waste. A lot of people do this. Exactly. I am guilty of it for most of my life. Yeah. And a lot of funny shit came out of it. But also a lot of fucking time was wasted. Yeah, man. And I wish I caught on this shit sooner because I'm a fucking kill it because yeah. like I don't have no bullshit. Like I can catch this bullshit. And I thought like people think we're killing it now, man, just fucking wait till we fucking learn how to control this shit. Yeah, I think I think a lot of people who are very successful also know how to control their emotions because they understand how to control their situation very well. Yeah. When I get upset and I get angry, I can't work. And it, me neither. It, it devastates me. Oh no! It devastates me and it hinders me from progress, which I hate. Yo, whenever Marilyn and I get into a fight, she out there right now. Whenever Marilyn and I get into a fight, I'm fucked for the whole day. I, I fucked for three days. <laughs> I get too angry, man. I get I get caught up in my feelings, man, and I'm just sitting there, just thinking like, I can't go to I can't go to sleep. I can eat for sure. I can't go to <laughs> don't worry that don't affect my appetite. I can't sleep. I can't focus. I can't I can't function. 
And that's yeah. why that's why like controlling these like factors that you know that are within your control is the best. Your uncle is a fuck up. You cannot force him to help pay the internet bill. You can't force him to stop being an asshole. Worry about yourself. Exactly. Fuck it. Don't even put your energy in trying to fix somebody who doesn't have a will to change. That you got you should everybody should know this. Change only happens when somebody recognizes a fault and they want to change. Exactly. Same thing when it comes to addictions. People people who don't know that they have an addiction can't fix the addiction. Can't fix the addiction. If your uncle doesn't know that he's an asshole and he's a fucking mooch and he thinks that he's perfect, how are you going to change somebody who's perfect? How? Yeah. And whenever people focus on others so much, I always ask them what are you running from? Mm. You know, what are you, what, like whenever I put my energy in trying to change someone else, trying to, you're so annoying. You're so irritating. This guy's a fucking loser. Mm. All this stuff. Right. I'm probably getting a point in my life where I don't feel like I have much control over my situation or I'm running from something. Yeah. That's why I'm putting my energy into controlling someone else. Mm hmm. When you take a break from that and you go, oh, shit, you know what? Maybe I don't feel that confident about my studies and I'm not killing it with my grades or maybe I'm at work and people are passing me up and getting promotions and I'm not yeah. getting shit. Maybe, you know, it's it always it always comes back down to you. Mm-hmm. What are you running from? And it's getting a little deeper, but I think like that is the most easiest thing that everyone can just always remember to do is like, don't worry about other people focus on what you got to do. Yeah. Do you got to be healthy right now? Do you got to like, and there's always something to do. Mm-hmm. Nobody's fucking money's right. Nobody's yeah. health is right. Yeah. Nobody's love is right. Nobody's friendships are right. There's always something that you need to be handling. And I think if you can just like boil it down to like, okay, I got to fucking get better. I got to get more money. I got to get a promotion. I got to, I got to work out. Yeah. Deal with that shit first. Fuck, fuck Uncle Stupid. Fuck yeah. that guy. There's no point. Yeah. Well, I hope that helped you out. We're gonna go on to the, uh, the to the next uh, genius suggestion. Ooh, we got another one. Yep. Let's do it. Uh, we got time for another one, so let's do it. Uh, yeah, this is actually a really good one. I uh, like these. Erwin uh, uh, Tubilara. Damn, you guys got some dope ass fucking names, huh? Tubilara. Y'all ain't got that regular ass Christian ass names like David, Peters, Pauls, Marys. You got that Erwin Tubilara, fool. Let's look at your picture. Let's see if you're uh, Hispanic. Tubilara. Tubilara. You look uh, of the dark skin nature. So I'm <laughs> going to add a little accent to a Tubilara, fool. Or Tubillara. Because double L's are wise. Uh, what are things you do to successfully? Okay, first of all, what what are things successfully? I, successfully to speak English. Uh, what are the things you do to successfully time manage? I know that you do Muay Thai, Genius Brain, send foods, manage your businesses, maintain your relationship with Mariel, do comedy. Do yeah, you know everything about me, huh? Along with the plethora of other things, but how do you make time for all this? I am personally a college student doing clubs, maintaining grades, trying to get into investment banking, and trying to maintain a social life. But I find myself getting three to four hours of sleep a night. What can I do to regain control over my life schedule while still making time for the things I want to do? Young Padawan. You know, um, number one, your situation is different from mine because uh, you're a student. That is a structure that is very hard to get out of. Uh, The things that I am busy with right now, I can choose to structure it however the fuck I want. If and um, so your situation is a little bit different because it's it's rigid. 
right? So school has certain uh, set hours for the classes that you have to take. Yeah. And then on top of that, you have to allot a certain amount of hours to study, mm -hmm. which I understand that brain energy is something that takes up a lot more than just that two hours that you were studying. It physically takes away from oh, you. Oh, yeah. Mentally, it's tolling and you need time to reset. Um, honestly, the three to four hours a night is something I relate to because that's about on average how much I sleep. Uh, I used to do that, but yeah. I don't do that anymore. Yeah, it's terrible for your mind. You shouldn't do it. I think I wish someone told me sooner to just focus on sleep first. This podcast is brought to you by Audible, my friends. Audible has the world's largest selection of audiobooks and audio entertainment, including Audible Originals. Audible Originals are stories created exclusively for audio, including documentaries, exclusive audiobooks, and scripted shows that you can't hear anywhere else. Audible keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. You'll finish more stories when you listen with Audible and always be a part of the conversation. You know, I have not been listening to a lot of music nowadays, especially when it comes to long rides. I listen to audiobooks on Audible, and I got to tell you, the best entertainment I've ever had. There are a lot of books that I want to read, but I am always on the go, and I'm telling you, I'm in my car a lot, so I definitely refer to Audible, my friend. Specifically, I've been listening to a buddy of mine. She actually have has one of her books, The Game of Desire, on there by Shannon Budrum, and I've been listening to that. Fantastic. Stick. So start listening with a 30-day Audible trial. Choose one audiobook and two Audible originals absolutely free. Visit audible.com slash GB or text GB to 500-500. Start listening with a 30-day Audible trial. Choose one audiobook and two Audible originals absolutely free. Visit audible.com slash GB or text GB to 500-500 today. You also have to find out what your... Uh personally capable of just because you see you hear you know podcasts of not not somebody like me but somebody like gary v or you know somebody else and you go well this is what they did i should be able to do that too some people are just exceptional at, at what they do uh, a lot of the times the something that i used to fall into that i fucked up on the most was i used to spread myself too thin uh, the reason why i'm not so spread thin right now is because i have i decided to um a lot the help of people who are better than me at certain things and we decide to do things as a group versus doing something uh, individually. Uh, for example, Genius Brain, I do it with Joe. Mm -hmm. I could have done it myself 100%, but it'd be a lot more difficult to sit here and talk to myself. You know, Also to find like a, a returning guest that could speak well. Like Joe and I have great rapport. Mm -hmm. I decide to do Genius Brain with him because number one, it's fun for me, so it doesn't seem like work. Number two, it's a way for me to hang out with him because <laughs> you know, I, don't, <laughs> I don't do JK News anymore. <laughs> and number three, it's, um, it's, it's somebody who I can trust. So these are – there's ways to time manage by not spreading yourself too thin if you want to do multiple projects. I don't know what it is in your case specifically because you are doing stuff that requires only you to do it. Yeah. Right? Well, I mean the easiest way I can see is uh, the set schedules like the college stuff. Make that a priority and then like the studying that, that supports the college stuff and then you, you – you schedule around it. You create yeah. – you, you got to kind of wipe out all the other shit that's going on. Like investment banking and all that, like that's a career, man. Yeah. Right now you're supposed to be training and studying. Like, well, if you're, if you're fucking Mark Zuckerberg or, or fucking Bill Gates, you could be like simultaneously doing it. And then you find out at one point, well, this is doing much better. But if you're not – if and, and if this is just taking time away from you – um. 
I'd figure out something to cut and rework. Yes. I would figure out how to refocus. It's not going to kill you. You don't, you know, but if you're really on the verge of something with investment bacon or whatever, then jump on that and cut everything else out. So something's got to get cut. You can't do it all. And I don't like doing it all. It's just, this is my personality. I wish I could be someone that's got one thing going on. Yeah. But my mind is constantly going, right? And so uh, I figured out to do this basically thing it's it's a uh it's a a marcus aurelius from uh it's like a stoic 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 or stoicism yeah yeah i think he's the founder of that but he he figured out how to be productive and actually kill it in just a handful of things because his i think he was doing shit all over the place in ancient rome but you write down 25 things that you want to accomplish right and then um, all those things, you know, like let's say you want to learn karate or you want to fucking be really good at basketball and then you want to do investment banking and then you want to graduate college or whatever, right? You write all those things down and then you circle the top five things. So you have your investment banking, you have your college and all that. You have to look at it and look at how much hours it's going to take to actually kill it. You might have to replace one because mm-hmm. realistically – if you're trying to have a career while having a full-time, like, you know, as a student. Because a student is a full-time fucking job, man. Yeah. Something's got to give, man. You got to look at it realistically and be like, okay, this is why I'm sleeping three hours. Uh, somebody that I know that worked really hard, um, he doesn't do investment banking per se, but John Chang, right? Yeah. John Chang is somebody who, number one, I, I admire a lot, specifically in the sense of how he's built up his own empire and financially he's doing really fucking well. Um, but um, I'm actually good. We should bring him fucking on. Oh, yeah. yeah that would be great to hear his story. It was. Yeah. He paid for his own college. I mean, he's a multi, multi-millionaire. Yeah. And this, um, and this guy too. He's I, in he's in commercial real estate. Okay. That's yeah. what it is. And the reason why he's so successful is because he's also very singularly focused. Um, he I, only does commercial real estate. Only commercial yeah. real estate. And even as he was working himself on, on you know, to his way up, he didn't have a social life. He actually cut that equation out. Right. He understood that there's some a certain part of his life that he has to get rid of mm-hmm. in order for him to be successful. John is he re- Well, he recently got married. Oh, he got married recently. Yeah. John, you son of a bitch. Yeah. You didn't even fucking tell me that. Not that I want to be invited to the wedding. Me neither. But, but I just <laughs> saw a Facebook, Facebook update and I congratulated him. But oh, um, congratulations, John. Yeah, well, he's the same age as me. Oh, you know, he's 35. Young. Yeah. Yeah. But um, by the time he was like in his 20s, he was already a millionaire. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think he had about 10 million by the time he was mid 20s or something. Well, I remember talking to him and he told me his portfolio size and everything and how much I think he was like every month he was getting like $30,000 or some shit like that. It's fucking crazy, man. And he always talks about this openly because it's, I mean, in, 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 in investments and, I mean, people openly talk about how much they make, right? But, um, so basically the, the real in summary what he did was um he started trading currency in Hong Kong as an internship and when he was studying abroad or whatever right mm. and then so he he learned about investments and then he worked really hard on that came back to the states graduated and then on the day that he graduated he went into the office and then he paid off his whole entire schooling that's crazy yeah and then um he got interned or he started at another firm doing commercial real estate and um he just worked his way up um 
and then he became, I guess, one of the partners of the whole whole thing. So that's in summary, like he just really found he had, he had one track and he yeah. stuck with it and he went all the way through. Yeah. And the reason why I bring him up is because I know that he cut out his social life because we had a conversation. Mind you, we were drinking a little bit, and then John was like, you know. I know people look at me and they go, oh, you know, he probably came from a wealthy family and he got, you know, spoon fed a lot, a lot of this stuff. Mm-hmm. But his story is not like that at all. Though his, I think his parents are well off. They didn't spoon feed him shit. He had to make his own success with his own effort and his own money. Yeah. And he retired his parents too. And he, exactly. Yeah. So like for him, he, and you know, he goes, and I think what he said to me that was very fucking profound, he goes, a lot of people say that things were given to me, but they, everybody who says that things were given to me are also the people who haven't put in the work like I did. And he put in the work. Oh, he did. Yeah, yeah for he, sure. He put in the fucking work. And that's something really to be admired about him. Yeah. Like, I don't know if he really knows it, but I fucking look up to that guy a lot. Me too, man. I always told him, like, I've had opportunity in the past, like him, to stick with stuff and to be around a good mentor or whatever. But I didn't because I wanted yeah. to be with my friends and I wanted yeah. to do other things. And, you know, it took me some time. And um, I mean, I feel pretty fulfilled with where I got to be. Yeah. But I also admire people that are willing to sacrifice and just work at it until they get somewhere. Yeah, and for you, too, what's important for you? Um, He's trying what, to do everything. Yeah. Like what what really brings you wealth? Really think about that for a second. What brings you wealth? Is it Not, a lot of money or yeah. Is it relationships that you want to build? Yeah. Cause for me, I like money because I understand that financial freedom helps a lot. Yeah. But I'm not willing to risk financial freedom for personal relationships. Exactly. Cause I could probably make like 10 million right now if I wanted to. If we, if I gave up everything, if I gave up Mariel, which, which to me is me saying, I give up my happiness. Yep. I give up my parents talking to them, personal relationships. And let's say just me and Joe were like, Hey, let's figure out how to do this. I, I could do, I, I know exactly what to do. I, I basically cut out JK. And then move on and then try your own thing. I, yeah. I mean, like I already have all the, access to people yeah i would assemble like a team just of the top motherfuckers of lawyers of accountants and i would just start buying and selling businesses yeah and that is way bigger money way like i know bankers i know like a fuck ton of people that's just like that's but it's boring it's like it's fun but it's boring and it's it's cutthroat yes so like if i if i wanted to be a certain way a lot of the people that I have in my company wouldn't be in my company. Yeah. But it's cuz I love them and I want them around and I care about them. It's the it's your perception of wealth. Like I Yeah, to me I will deal with certain um issues because I consider them family. It's a family business, right? Mm-hmm. Versus if I look at it as a company, I'm like, "Uh, you fucked up. You're too slow. Get the fuck out. Yeah. I need someone faster. I need this, I need that." Like I would approach it completely differently. Yeah. 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 And that would that would make me way more money. You know, I had a conversation with Mariel too where um towards the end of this year I told her that, hey, I'm not gonna be as present as I was before. So meaning that for the past year when I, you know, was losing the weight and I decided to just focus on myself, yeah. our relationship flourished a lot. We yeah. stopped fighting, we we were communicating better. Um, but when I started working again, a lot of that's a lot of the problems that we had before started to resurface. Oh because 
that's that's that give and take that you have. Yeah, your your patience starts to run thin. Your the quality times that you guys used to spend together starts to disappear, mm-hmm. and it causes a lot of friction. And I had to understand, and I gave her a heads up, like, yo, when it, when I'm on, I'm on. Like I'm going to be working and I'm going to be yeah. you know, diving into this podcast, getting it done and then do it, working on the stuff, you know, and I've booked quite a few things and I've done really well for myself. But on the latter end, you know, she and I used to spend every night, we used to watch something together and yeah. we used to laugh. Those are gone now because now I'm over here working on some stuff. It's, everything's a give and take. Yes. And I don't know if he mentioned that he has a girlfriend or whatever. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure if he mentioned that, but he was talking about how do I, he mentioned that I, you know, I'm in a relationship with Mario. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. she, she's also a woman who understands what I do too. See, that's very important. Yeah. Because there's a give and take. And I always tell this to uh, the ladies when when they go, oh, I want an ambitious man. I'm like, do you really? Do you really? Because a rough. loser will have all the time in the world to <laughs> fucking be with you and you can be the number one. Here's the thing about ambitious men, uh-huh. right? Women love that ambition. They love that drive. But they don't know what comes with that. Yeah. An ambitious man, a goal is is almost their woman. Yeah. So temporarily when they're courting you, they're excited, they're happy, but there's going to come a time when you're number two. And when, like no one wants to feel number two. And we as entrepreneurs, we do a really good job of making important women feel unimportant. Yeah. And it's not really about that. Like, and I think that they've never been with an ambitious person, person before, so they don't get it. They don't ever understand Cause like any, I don't want to say loser, but any other guy that's uh, not got much going on, the woman is his world. Yeah, and 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 um, you know, they're used to that. Yeah. If all of your relationships, you get with a guy, and he's like, "You are my fucking world, and I'll do anything. I'll change my job. I'll move to you wherever you want to go." Right? That's what normal relationships are kind of like unless he's a deadbeat and that's a whole different story but in most cases you do have the guy that's like not got much going on or he's just kind of average and not that ambitious yeah and then she'll get bored with him obviously right because she wants a guy with drive and then she gets with the guy with drive but then he doesn't have time for her yeah. She he might temporarily and it'll be exciting and all this stuff and then it's like this is awesome and then he'll have to go back to work. Yeah. And the way that ambitious guys work is they obsess. Mm-hmm. And that's how they win. Yeah. There's no other way. You cannot part-time ambition. It just doesn't work that way. I I a thousand thousand million percent agree with that shit. It's like how do you win? Like if me and you are competitors, right? Mm-hmm. And you're fucking sleeping and you're doing this part-time 30 hours a week, I'm going to outwork you. Yeah. I'm going to do this shit 80 hours a week and I'm going to I'm going to beat you. And, yeah. and that's and and that's the thing about ambitious guys or just in general it's not even about competition. It's just you get so in love and obsessed and passionate about what you're doing that you totally forget about the world. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that your kids aren't important or your wife isn't. It's just the way the brain works. Yeah. And you lose track of time because you're like in the zone, man. Like it's almost like you're writing a book and you have this like almost like the power of God or some spirit inside of you riding through your your fingers and you're you've been writing for 12 hours straight, no water, no peeing and you're just like, "Oh my god." I'm hungry. What happened? I had a conversation. Uh, we just did. A, I just did a podcast with my buddy, uh, 
Joe, uh, really, really famous artist uh, <laughs> out in the, another one, Joe. <laughs> like, there's another Joe. Uh, and he was talking about how, you know, with his lady, yeah. he goes, there's moments where, you know, she'll get a little upset at him, and rightfully so, yeah. where he goes, Did you, do you ever just sit there and you start spacing out when somebody's talking to you? Yeah. And I'm like, yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. Because you're thinking goes, about something else. Yeah. When a yeah. Di- and an idea strikes, you're like, you're trying to grab onto it. Yeah. And so you sit there and then you'll space, space off. Like Mariel has seen me do that plenty of times where she's talking to me and, and then my mouth is open and I'm looking somewhere else. It's because I'm thinking of something. I thought of a funny scenario for a sketch or something yeah. and, I, and I'm trying to develop in my head. And I, and I think that's, and I, that's just a small sample of somebody who's ambitious. It's like they, they, they're, they're trying to constantly expand and become better yeah. and then work all the time. Um, and then, and you know, people want to be, so like, you know, the woman wants to be on your mind all the time. Yeah. Like how it was dating. Yeah. Do they want to, and, and there comes a time when vacation has to be over and it uh-huh. sucks. Like at least for me, right? Like when I'm courting and all that, like, and this is the, the whole thing about keeping the relationship fun and all that. You have to continuously court and that's important too. But while you're in college, while you're developing, maybe it's not the right time. Yeah. So how, how how do like we manage all this all this stuff? Number one, I, I didn't. That's why I broke up with you. <laughs> <laughs> You're asking the wrong fucking person, dude. Um, I um, number one, I find a group of people that I trust that I can work with. And by the way, that's a, a whole other podcast in and of itself to, to how to find those people. Yeah, very difficult, very hard. But when you do, hold on to those motherfuckers for dear life because it's very difficult. Oh to, yeah, to find working relationships like that. Like I didn't even realize how difficult it was to find a working relationship with somebody like Joe and Bart. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that a lot of people don't have that. They yeah. look at they look at you know when we work together, we did JK News. They go, how does that work? I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> like, what do you mean? You, it's hard. You do man. your part. Like, how do you do? How did you guys do? Go for broke. We did our part, and we didn't. If, and also, we don't fucking work with amateurs. That's the thing. Like, yeah. people say that is because they can't get over that hump. Mm. When you know everyone ex- experiences this, right? You get together with a group, you try to do a t-shirt company, you have a falling out or whatever, and then you can never get shit going because they treat this shit like a fucking college project. One guy bails. One guy's got all this motivation, but he doesn't put in any work. Yeah, these are all fucking amateurs. Mm-hmm. When you're ready to put in some fucking work for, with some serious people that has done shit, this is what it's supposed to be like. Yeah. This is, everyone comes to the table, they work on it, right? And then we have the radar now. Like, just being enough, around enough fucking losers and people that talk big games and they just consistently fuck up, mm-hmm. you have the radar. You're going to find another guy and you go, okay, I know what you're about. And I'm not going to work with you. Yeah. There, there are things that sometimes you feel that especially when it comes to business partners that if they're not if they can't do the stuff that shouldn't have to be said it's already a bad sign yep. i think if i could redo some of these partnerships that i made i would have done a preliminary partnership yeah. a little longer it's like cool well let's we'll figure out these logistics if we could work within these parameters let's say let's say within 6 7 months and a year and we could all fulfill our promises and and i'm i'm okay with everything that happens then let's solidify it a little more yeah i'm way quicker I'm quicker to act and cut people out now, but I'm very slow to bring them in. Yeah. So like, I don't do business with people unless I'm like, we're married. Like we're yeah. like, you know, that where I'm like, I, I, I'm going to trust you for my life. Yeah. 100%. And this is a very slow process, but now I think I'm getting quicker at being able to find. Cause usually if your friend is legit 
and then they vouch for this other person. That's the that's the thing about golden people, right? It's like birds of a feather. That saying is really fucking true, mm-hmm. right? Like we have some business partners that if they if someone vouches or he vouches for so and so, it's like cool, you're good with me. I don't even need to work try to trust you. Yeah. And there's other people where it's like anyone you introduce, they're going to be fuck ups because you yourself is a fuck up or Mm -hmm. you attract fuck ups. Yeah. And people go, well, that's fucked up. You shouldn't judge. And I'm like, oh, no, you should judge Yeah, (laughs) for your own sake, especially in business. You got to judge. That part is my fucking biggest flaw. (laughs) You judge too much. I like talent over you know, some of the, like the glaring flaws. I'm like, damn, I'm just like, damn, this fool. You know why? It's because you treat skill and talent as good as character. Yeah. Or as good as like, uh, uh, being competent. Yeah. To me, not the same. And I get it too, because I think me knowing my dad, Mm -hmm. very talented musician, very well-known, very respected, but I understood how he ran shit around the house, his character. I think just that example got me ready into the world to realize that a person's skill does not determine their ability in everything else. Yeah. Even if they accomplished a lot and I could respect their art, I know that this trait is very apparent in artists mm-hmm. is like, they can't do business. Yeah. It's I don't hard. know. Yeah. The most successful artists that I know are people who actually put, I say, 70% business, 30% art. Yeah. In terms of making it into money, if you if you want to do art and you don't want to make it into a business, that's fucking dope too. But don't complain when you can't make money off of something that you're passionate about because there's this whole moving piece and this whole machinery behind selling art and making it into a living yep. that you don't realize is very difficult and actually requires more business than the actual talent and skill that you have. There's a there's a fuck ton of purists out there that are just like, I should be rich and famous being being myself and doing pure art. And but you ain't like, doing the road work, man. It's, a, it's that same thing where sometimes people see uh, certain street artists or some shit. They pop off and they go, yeah. I, my shit's better. Doesn't matter. He did the marketing part. What were you doing? Yep. It's all a balance. Is what it is. Well, that wraps up this podcast. Uh, I hope that helped you out um, just by kind of relaying it back to our lives and stuff. But hey, bro. It seems like you're doing it right. I mean, you, you're you a motivated human being, which, by the way, if you're in college or, or university and you just started, you're probably 18 or 19 years old. I wasn't even there. I was too busy trying to fuck the same pussy over and over again. So uh, I wasn't doing, even in college yet. So good for you. Look at that, dude. So you're doing better, man. And learn to uh, the the other my, my, my mong homie. Control things that are within your control. Let go of the other shit. Uncle Uncle Buttfuck is Uncle Buttfuck. Let him buttfuck away. Uh, and, and don't waste your energy on that shit. Yep. So uh, thank you guys for listening. Once again, this is the Genius Brain Podcast. If you guys see us on all these audio platforms, you know, Spy, Spotify, 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 iTunes, give us that five star. Continue to share because we're trying to be the best casual podcast out there. Happy to me. See y'all next time. Bye-bye. <laughs>